Wait, why did you play that music? This is in the tweets. That's the uh, closest music that we have for our show to something that might be Olympic themed. <laughs> I, I couldn't uh, get the orchestra back in, in on short notice. I think that you can say Olympics and all that stuff now. The Rule 40 stuff is over. I think so, so can, yeah. Can you just play the Olympic uh, theme music? Mm. Well, Docs keeps us out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Docs. You're right. We'll see. That's perfect. So anyway, the whole idea of this show, on episode 68, we started talking about the Olympics, and I wouldn't shut up about it. <laughs> so it took so long, we needed to make a its own separate you, show. You did a ton of prep work. This is the most prep you've ever done for one of these shows. Um, I think I also did a lot of prep for that time when, when we had cheeseburgers. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That was also important. That's true. Um, Shake Shack. Yeah. That's right. So, so then we thought, okay, well, you know what? We haven't released it yet. We're back to record. And, and then we went through wherever we recorded last Thursday. And now we're, we're back in the studio. We haven't released the show. So we said, why not just finish off the track and field Olympics and, uh, put something there so that generations and generations can go back and, and review I, the, the two thousand. Be preserved for yeah. a long yeah. time, yeah. Yeah. I agree. All in one show. Perfect. So without further ado, here's your two thousand sixteen Olympic track and field uh review by the Pace the Nation team on events that matter to them. Docs. Holy you've cow. kind of you've kind of documented every race. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I wasn't really sure what we were going to do to talk about the Olympics, but uh, I would recommend all our listeners right now uh, go to the kitchen, make a snack, because we're going to be talking about running for a long time. All right. So, Finally. So. We're talking about running on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, the dog Olympics. <clears throat> <laughs> That's right. Um, so I, I don't know how you guys want to go through the, the Olympics, but I went in order because we, we've actually been texting – um, during the races yep. as well. Uh, so I know both of you guys are also excited about all these races and stuff yeah, like man. this. But the the first distance race was the women's 10K, mm. which was last Friday. Um, in the race, uh, the world record was set, not just set, but shattered. And for those for those casual track fans... This was a ridiculous world record that shouldn't have even existed in the books because it was set by a drug cheat 20 years ago. Uh, I don't know why her world record wasn't expunged, but a lot of her other results were. Um, right. And, and it was just one of those times that was like it, – it wasn't like people were cl- even close. Nobody was even close to this world record. It was a woman from China who won by like a minute, who broke the world yeah. record by like a minute or yeah. something it's like just, that. It's it just a ridiculous performance. Yep. And they said that they were drinking turtle bl- blood, blood and eating yeah. caterpillars. Right. And then they figured out that, uh, oh, actually they're taking all sorts of pharmaceuticals. Right. Uh, which, which gave them that advantage. But it was like one of those things where you're like, well, this is never going to be broken. I have to admit, I felt very uncomfortable watching this pace in this race and seeing somebody so easily beat that record, which is so tainted. And I thought it was a shame. Maybe it's legit. I don't know. But, but uh, this, is, this is kind of the way I look, through, look at these races now. If you see somebody perform like that and you think, oh, well, that can't be real. Yeah. I mean, it was hard to... To believe that this woman in her second 10K, you know, we, we don't have any evidence, of course. We talked about some drugs and issues in the Olympics last week on the show. 
The woman in her second 10K destroys the world record that mm. was a known dirty world record by 15 seconds. Looking yeah. easy doing it. Uh, yeah, not even, like when she finished, she was not even uh, uh, exhausted. Yeah. Um, so that, that kind of uh, made me feel bad. But in the race, Molly Huddle finished sixth or fifth. Sixth. She finished sixth and set an American record herself. Um, and she ran really tough. She, she ran a really great race herself, you know? I think she ran 14.55 for the first five kilometers and then something like, you know, 15.20 for the second half. I mean, just un- unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that time that she ran, I think it was 30.17. would have won... Every other Olympic uh, six to seven finals. would have been a gold medal right. in six of the seven Olympics. So yeah. that's the kind of performance it was. I mean, I I think that when you set an American record and you run a really great race and you're still a minute behind the winner, I mean, the question that I have to ask is, what kind of vitamins is the winner on? <laughs> Maybe it was after the steeple. But I texted you guys. I was like, I predict that there's going to be a 5K world record set because oh, definitely because the women's distance races are just insanely fast right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, and it's um, it's 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 too fast for me for a championship. You know these these world record times to me should be run when there's a rabbit when it's at a you know a some type of well, diamond rabbit, league meet. The or, rabbit or won the race. Yeah, he <laughs> didn't I, stop. I, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like usually, these championship races are very tactical and and, mm-hmm. and aren't super fast. And you'll see that in the middle distance races. But and these, uh, you know, well maybe the men's 10k. And I know you're going to get to that. Yeah. That started off. A little That'll be slower. the next one we talk about. It started mm-hmm. off slower, and, yeah. and that's generally how how these things shake out. So yeah, going on the the men's 10k. The big story from there was that Mo Farah fell early mm-hmm. in the race. Uh, when he got tangled up with Galen Rupp. And then Galen Rupp, who runs for America, moved out and slowed down to make sure Mo Farah was okay. He they, did, yeah. No they're, not, they're not Olympic teammates in Rio. Yeah. I don't care if they train together. Yeah, they, they are obviously good friends and training partners. And, they, and, and you could see the reaction after the London Olympic 10K yeah. where they embraced and, and looked like they were teammates and countrymen. And... They basically are good friends and teammates, even though one competes for Great Britain and one competes for I understand for that, but uh, I mean... I know, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, and I want to I want to talk about think, something similar to that later when on. When we get to the 5K. 5K yeah. 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 So do you think that Galen Rubb's performance finish-wise like would have been different if he hadn't slowed down to help Mo? In, in this case, no, mm-hmm. um, but it... it, it Potentially could have been. I think it potentially could have been too. I mean, I thought Galen Rupp was going to win the race after Mo fell. I thought that had. I thought that was his chance mm-hmm. to win the race. But like but, you said, he accommodated because I think he could have controlled the race differently and taken advantage of the fact that the top competitor had just fallen down. But he definitely did not do that. Also, look at his picture on the. That's like his official picture. He looks like such a little goober. Yeah, he looks like a um, in, in that picture. He looks like that's like how you get a three year old to smile for family pictures. Yeah, <laughs> or he looks like the kid in middle school that was definitely shoved into a locker. 
I mean, if you if you which was me, if you want to go uh, down that that road, I actually believe like one of the things that annoys me about him is because I I think that he doesn't get it. I think socially he doesn't get it. So like when he does performs, then he he tries to act. When he celebrates like victories and stuff, I guess he tries to act like he thinks you should act, but mm-hmm. he doesn't get it. You know? Yeah. It's like a kid who's not cool who tries to be cool. I don't think that he. I don't think that he's himself. Like I don't think he behaves like he he naturally should. I think he behaves like he thinks yeah. would be perceived well, yeah. which which I don't think is a good way to go through life. Again, I think it's difficult for these guys who are prodigies, you know, sheltered, and then they don't have the same sort of social interactions, and but that's, I think it all affects. But I think that when you get older, you. You you kind of figure that stuff out. Because you probably I, I should, but that's that's part of what being in high school is is behaving that's not true to yourself, and then kind of figuring it out. You know. Yeah, but these guys don't have the same experiences that that you or I. It's would just have getting in high older school. and being life. Well, it's it's different. They're sheltered. When when Galen Rupp goes to the Olympics, he's in the Nike house, like Bob explained, being in you know mm-hmm. in, the, in, in that guy's apartment in, in a, an apartment that's outside of everybody else that's set up perfectly for him and just him to not be bothered mm-hmm. and he just that's just the way he lives his life i imagine well i have to say that when he i mean it was his fault that he like he kind of clipped mo from behind mm-hmm. um and i i actually didn't hate that he slowed down a little to help mo because for the first time i was like oh galen rupp does have emotions mm-hmm. and a heart yeah I, I would rather. I'm fight. not there with you. I'd rather fight for the country. I don't think he was going to win, so I don't think it hurt his performance. I, but I, I also, I'm not sure that uh, it was his fault. Well, you know, now that you say that, I mean, this was the first race that Mo stumbled in, but then there's a race later on where he stumbles, and the common denominator is Mo. Exactly. Yeah. I think he has a weird gait. Yeah, I want one thing I wanted to ask Bob that we didn't ask, and I've written it down here is about all these falls. I mean, when, when did this falling become a thing? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't ask. First, that. first, it's ruining soccer. Now it's ruining track <laughs> and field. All these dives. All right, well let's let's not focus too much on the men's yeah. 10k. Let's yeah. let's go to Sunday morning. Um, brilliant race, the women's marathon. Uh, thank you, NBC, for showing us 15 minutes of golf coverage in the middle of the race. <laughs> Uh, which was being played on the Golf Channel as well. So there were literally two channels on NBC showing golf uh, and zero channels on NBC showing the marathon. The marathon. Right. Uh, but I think a lot of people figured out, all right, got to watch this on the app because then you get uninterrupted uh, race coverage, which is really the way to watch the marathon. Agreed. Um, but, uh, Joanna, what did you think of the race? So um, I was you know, in L.A., so I watched – a somewhat similar race plan from Desi unfold where like Desi just does Desi and she always runs her own race regardless of Mm -hmm. what's happening up front and who surges and whatever they do. She has her game plan and she sticks to it. And in LA that worked really well for her. And at the end she just picked up people and she almost had Amy at the end. Right. So when I was watching this race, the commentators were driving me insane because they kept being like, and the American Desi Linden falls off the pace again. Right. Like Mm -hmm. Desi was running evenly to her plan. Very consistent. Yeah, yeah. Her her laps or her miles were 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 just ticking off at the same time. Exactly. And, and if the pack was was slowed down, she would pass them. Mm-hmm. And if the pack sped up, she let them go. Yeah, exactly. It's like she, it's like she couldn't see them. <laughs> it's it's really amazing that she has the discipline to do her own thing and not be affected by the other people mm-hmm. that are around her. 
Um, and then in the last like third of the race, when she started to move up, I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I saw in LA. Like mm-hmm. Desi's going to just hunt people down, knock them off. And I really, really wanted her to get up there. Mm-hmm. And I was so heartbroken when she didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you as your big Desi fan. I mean, I thought she ran a great race. Though. She did. They all, I mean, all the all Americans three, ran a great three race. Three women in the top so 10. I, I don't know if disappointing pointed is the right emotion because three Americans in the top nine, right? I mean, mm-hmm. okay. Six, seventh, and ninth. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't Typically, know that... we don't go right. top nine, <laughs> but yeah. sure. I just thought it was an amazing uh, show of distance running for the for the U.S. Pretty awesome. And and the race itself was exciting. Yeah. Like it's it's exciting when marathon races are close, and it's not just like yes. one person yeah, yeah. in the last like ten miles is clearly in the lead. Nobody's going to catch them. So it was an exciting race to watch as well. But I'll be honest, if the Americans weren't in it, I don't think I would have watched for two and a half hours. <laughs> no, that's true. I agree. <laughs> might have I might have tuned in for like, oh, let's see how the last couple miles go. Okay, so then we get back on the track on Monday morning. Uh, Joanna's favorite race, the women's steeplechase. Yes. So we'll go to Farley. Farley, what would you think? Of it? <laughs> well, I didn't, unfortunately. You know what? I figured the race was going to be in the evening since it was a final. Mm-hmm. And very disappointed to find out that both steeplechases were in the morning. So didn't we text you about it? I missed it. Yeah, I was, I was, wor- <laughs> I was working. I actually was working or... Mm-hmm. Running from the law, one of the two. I don't remember where it was at that point. But no, so I'll have to get your feedback, Joanna. Well, I'm going to tell you the story <clears throat> okay. of right, the steeple ahead. first. Is go that ahead. Emma Coburn got to the stadium and didn't have a hairband. <laughs> and fortunately for her, the men's steeplechaser, Evan, Evan Yeager, was at the stadium and he had a hairband and lent her a hairband for her race. You're kidding. No, it's a true story. So it's kind of like the Michael Phelps uh, relay where With, the, yeah. where the, the swim cap ripped. Yeah. 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 W- w- was in two legs of the, the relay. That's the big story of the day, right, Joanna? Definitely. The hair band. It's always about the hair. The hair is okay. the most important yeah. part. The hair yeah. band was a two-time medalist. <laughs> well, spoiler. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so Emma ran an amazing race. Um, she was really gutsy. Uh, she had a, an amazing performance. I was so proud of her. And she got third and set mm-hmm. a new American record. So she lowered her old American record by about three seconds to 9.07. You are a big Emma, Emma fan. I'm a huge Emma fan. Uh, they're yeah. best friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at least, I don't know what distance was remaining in the race, but she actually took it out. To the point where there were just three runners mm-hmm. uh, with a significant lead over the fourth runner. So she basically put herself in medal contention and then took the lead, uh, kind of going for it, which I thought was pretty pretty uh, gutsy as well. And that's one of the reasons that I like watching Emma run is because she, like Bob Kennedy was talking about that pre-Fontaine, like push the mm-hmm. pace yeah. um, kind of. And I like that. I, li- I like to see that in championship races where it's not just a sit right. and kick, but mm-hmm. somebody is trying to string out the field so it's not all those people there yeah i think i think it's fair to say that that had she waited anyway she she may have meddled um but i think if she if she didn't try to take it out of their legs she might have bronze was probably the best she was going to do anyway Mm -hmm. maybe but Um, she came super close to silver yeah and i've never i've never seen emma really at the end of her rope in a race before and it may just be that she stays so composed that I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like for her but man I thought she was so close to silver so what she looked like afterwards because I did see the replay of her finishing 
that's what you should look like after a race, not the after way the, setting a record. Yeah, yeah. Not the way the yeah. woman from the 10K looked. It, in my that's opinion. a that's another good point. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. So, you know, take that for whatever you think it's worth, but <clears throat> mm-hmm. that's my opinion. Well, con- congrats, Emma Coburn. Uh, we will talk more about this race when we have you on the show someday. Well, yeah. she's best friends with Joanna. <laughs> yeah, so that's, Let's see if Joanna can arrange this. Yeah. All right, then then we have the men's 800. There's, uh, I guess, a couple amazing storylines, a couple different amazing storylines on that. I don't know if you guys want to go through all the trials or if you just want to talk about the final. Let's go directly to the final. Okay, well, in the trials, uh, <laughs> after the semifinals, Joanna sends us a text message and says, Murphy's going to medal. Yeah, she did. That was a very bold prediction. Mm-hmm. I, I just brushed that aside. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just thought you were just trying to uh, I don't know you were just trying to hype up an American who had no chance, and I, I, I guess I was wrong. If I had this, I was you would have guessed like Boris Berrien who ran uh, yeah uh, who won the indoor worlds and won the trials would, would be more pedigreed and who wasn't twenty one years old. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think this race was was not so much about uh, David Rudisha who who won. I think it's more about Joanna's uh, premonition. <laughs> yeah. um, and also, Boris didn't win the trials. He was second. Oh, yeah. he was? Yeah. Okay. All right. Clay- Clayton Murphy won the trials. I was too busy uh, looking at what gear he was wearing. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Joanna sent us a great uh, text message and, and said, Hey, Chris, uh, your source was right. Boris is wearing Nike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, I had some source. good text messages during that yeah. race. I wish you were as good on the show as you are on text. <laughs> Well, during that race, also, Joanna was watching that while she was on the treadmill, uh, listening to the podcast. Multitasking. Uh, yeah. So it. she had like, um, she said she feels like, I feel like Farley watching the Olympics, <laughs> listening to PTN while running. That's, that's pretty much <laughs> the way you do it. All right. Well, enough about the, the men's 800. That's, that's like just borderline distance. So we don't want to spend too much time yeah. on that. Um, but we will talk about one sprinting race. Okay. The women's oh, 400. Okay. Did you want to talk about a different... No, no, no. I, I just... I realized why you were bringing this uh-huh. up, so... Yeah. yeah. Well, the, in the women's 400 final, which was uh, the same night, Shauna Miller of the Bahamas, with about five meters left, uh, maybe leaned a little bit too early, right. and, and then just was, was stumbling and just dove for the finish line, uh, narrowly beating American... Allison Felix. Allison Felix, uh, who was everybody, you know, Allison Felix is awesome. She's her favorite. I'll tell yeah, you this, like, um, she's she's an amazing person and an amazing runner. Yeah, um, and was like a phenom at sixteen as well, uh, and very well grounded and and doing a lot of great things. Well, and very well composed. Good, good point. So okay, uh, <laughs> all right. I see. I see what you're saying. I wasn't going there, but right. anyway, what surprised me, I, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's that's such a shame. Allison Felix lost fair and square. And then social media and the news and, and America just erupts and says how unfair it is and that this woman should have to run 400 meters, not 399, right. saying that they should give her a medal in diving. I mean, it just like people went crazy talking I, I about that. this. The internet. Yeah. Can we shut it down, uh, Al Gore? Yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I, I saw some of those tweets and... Uh, 
listened to some of those uh, comments on, uh, on or, or watched some of those comments on the message boards on Let's Run. I've actually been on the Let's Run.com message boards mm. recently since they promoted our show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. It was it was all the rage. I agree with you. I mean, she won fair and square. She won within the rules. I was surprised that she dove. Not it wasn't because it wasn't like Felix was right next to her. She was yeah. a couple lanes over, so I didn't know how she knew how quick or how close she was. But maybe she just was stumbling I, and then knew mm-hmm. the only way to keep her momentum going as fast as yes, it needed to go was exactly. to dive. I don't so. think it's it's not faster. It doesn't right. it doesn't yeah, help and, you. And Michael Johnson, one mm-hmm. of the greatest sprinters ever, that's exactly what he said is yeah. that yeah. diving doesn't help you. It's faster to finish a race on your feet. Yeah. So and So it, in this one case it wasn't. Well, right. Maybe that was her only option as she stumbled in and she I, was I running. I think that's out of more gas. what it was yeah. was was that she she ran out of gas, she was falling and and she she dove for the finish line. And I think some other track people have pointed out as well that that uh, there was an American who, in two thousand eight, maybe got third place or he medaled by diving, mm. you know, and in the in the eight hundred, yeah, no, in the four, okay, in, in the same race. I mean, I guess my point is I've seen I've seen the falling, I've seen the diving. Everybody knows it's the torso. Being a big track and field uh, fan, I, I I saw that and I was like, okay, well that happens sometimes. Sure, and and uh, I, I just couldn't believe that, it, that there was such a controversy saying that this was such a bad criminal thing. Well, my question is: um, Do you think that the internet would have gone as crazy if Allison Felix had dove at the line and no. somebody else got right. second? No, you know, it's, it's if Allison Felix did it, then everybody would have been like, "She's such a smart it. racer." And right. I saw plenty That's of uh, people on the internet who then posted pictures of Americans who have dove at the line uh-huh. to win. Yeah. Or to get a medal or something. Right. It's yeah, but that's the thing. It's like this wasn't unprecedented. This has happened before. Mm-hmm. And and know? but for me, it was like every single person that I know that is not a track and field nerd, which is most of my friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, everybody asked me about this, and they were yeah. all like so angry about the injustices yes. to Allison Felix. And it's like yeah. it's it's like the media blows up things, and then people who don't mm-hmm. understand what's going on get really angry about something that they yes. don't they don't need to be angry about. Yeah. Well, There's plenty of things to be angry about. <laughs> well, I think the only person whose opinion really matters is Allison Felix's opinion, and she took it in stride and was graceful about it, and mo- is is moving on because she's an amazing human being. Yeah, yes, she's she's, she's well grounded uh, teenage phenom that has grown up to be a, a a great role model. I feel like you're saying somebody else is not <laughs> that way because she's that way. Anyway, I, I thought that was a good storyline, so we'll talk about yep. sprinting briefly. But uh, Tuesday morning, we had the women's 5K, um, which was the prelims. So we don't even have the, the finals for this. But this was also talking about uh, the media going nuts. Did you guys just get the same text? No, sorry. <laughs> I was just clearing out my phone. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Abby D was was tripped up by the New Zealand runner who who fell in front of her and she tore her ACL she tore her meniscus and sprained her MCL yeah going down on the track and then helped her fellow competitor up they both fell and then they started to run and she fell over again and they both finished the final four and a half laps 
and Chris Farley thinks it's a farce. Go. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't think it's a farce. I mean, she did tear her ACL, so obviously mm-hmm. it was an injury. It, it looked pretty bad when she. Oh, she that yeah. It if you look at her knee, you're like human knees are not supposed yeah. to move mm-hmm. like that. So here's the thing about that race. You know, I I measure things uh, and track on. You know, if it goes mainstream like this sort of did, mm-hmm. then it's really a story. Like, if you went to the front page of ESPN mm-hmm. on one of their news stories, their top news stories, this was one of their top news stories. Right. So, our coverage of it? Uh, not our coverage of it. <laughs> oh. Just the, the, actual, uh, the actual what happened uh, in that 5,000-meter yeah. heat. So, my only issue is mm-hmm. her, immediate, her immediate response. Abby's immediate response was to help this other person out. And she said, come on, get up. We've got to finish this. Come on, get up. We've got to finish this. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't the one who caused the New Zealand girl to fall. No. No, it was the other way around. It was the other way around. No, no, no. Well, I have well, plenty of comments on wh- that. Well, go ahead. Wh- whether, it, whether it was or not, I- I'll just finish this. She can go. My issue is that she gets up and her first reaction is to help somebody else up or... Or or not, you know, go directly to the. You're, like you got to go. You got to keep running. You got to go mm-hmm. directly to back into the race. Try to do your best to compete at the Olympics. Yeah. This isn't an all comers race where you're trying to help <laughs> your fellow compadre run. This I guess is it, the Olympics. If fair is fair, um, I just blasted Galen Rupp for doing that. Right, but. The difference is that Galen Rupp didn't also fall. Right. That's and in this case, I think because they fell, they're both out of the race at this point. But your immediate reaction, my problem is your immediate snap reaction should be, mm-hmm. i got to get up and run as fast as I can to try to make this final. Mm-hmm. That should be immediate. And obviously, she would have limped home and she would have not been able to do it. She tore her ACL. There was no way she was going to run the final. All that stuff. That's fine. But her reaction was... <laughs> Mm-hmm. to help this person out. And what that meant to me, and this is just me, is it meant that she was looking for a way out. Whoa. I, that's, that's what, I that was my immediate reaction is like, wow, she is looking for a way that she doesn't have to fight hard uh-huh. to make this Olympic wow. final. Okay, I will... Uh, that uh, Joanna doesn't know where to start now. Yeah. I know. I think that that is such a negative view of human beings. Okay. And I will give you that you can say that because Abby's first reaction was to stop and help this girl, that maybe she doesn't have the same um, do anything to win competitive spirit that killer some people instinct, do. But yeah. I, want. I want the killer instinct. But that doesn't mean that she was looking for an excuse not to run. Mm-hmm. It means that she has a really good heart and that her <laughs> first reaction when two people fall to the ground, the other she took a chunk out of this girl's but with right. her spike the girl's bleeding she's on the ground and abby's first reaction is to help her up i think that's a good human being not necessarily someone who's not looking to finish the race yeah what did i text and i you, want Polly? and i want more good people in the world not people who are willing to just like plow over people to get an olympic medal <laughs> like there was a bigger picture here that yes. like they like at that point in time neither one of them were making the final so like why why, like, just leave a fellow human being on the ground bleeding and try to and, and finish? Like, like, why not help that person up if, if neither one of you are going to win? In that moment, all you're doing, in, in that moment, all Abby is, is thinking about is her making herself making the Olympic finals. That's 
be the only thing on your mind. You could be a good person after that 15 minutes and 15 seconds or 15 and a half minutes. You can be a great person after that. But on that track, those 12 and a half laps, you have to be a cold-hearted killer. Okay. Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt for a second. And today, in the women's 4 by one U.S. – and I hate to bring up sprinting. But uh, <laughs> uh, the, the gold medal favorites, the, the American women – through other circumstances, drop the baton because they were interfered with. Now, they actually paused when they were there. They kind of said, what the heck? You know, they, they had some words. And it, it took a little bit of time for Allison Felix, who is a very decorated sprinter, to say, let's finish the race. So they went back and, and exchanged the handoff in the exchange zone. And they, they, they went through and they finished the race. And the, the announcer said, why did you do that? He's like, well, because we're going to protest and we have to finish the race in order to, to lodge a protest. We know this. But they knew like they, they knew as soon as they dropped the baton, they're out of the race. They're, they're, they're not going to make the finals. So I, I disagree with you that you just bounce back up and go in this case where they were falling down. In Mo Farah's case, it was early in the race. He rolled over and and got up like a superhero, you know. <laughs> right. So it, 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 I think in that case, okay, it made sense for him to keep going. Abby and the woman from New Zealand, they took very hard spills. So yeah. I, I think you have to take it a little bit, uh, not as everything same same. same. Right. All right. I, I mean, I, I'm with you, but the and. Di- I texted you and I said, I can't wait for your son to be born so that the ice around your heart melts. <laughs> and I completely agree with that. Well. I also want to um, I want to do a, a PSA. Well, maybe not even a PSA, but just uh-huh. my um, – this is going to make me sound cold-hearted. But uh-huh. my personal opinion is that Abby should have never fallen and neither should Hamblin, the New Zealand girl, because there was somebody that shouldn't have been in that race. And that is to hear. That is the girl that was being lapped when all of this happened because that woman had a 1732 – personal best she did not have the olympic standard she should not have been in that race Uh had she not been in that race this pack of about six seven girls would not have been moving past her and this this collision this collision never would have happened if she had not been in that race and i shouldn't say never because people can still run into each other but we certainly could have avoided this if we didn't have that woman in this race yeah that's one of the things i notice about the morning sessions too is is like in, and in the sprints, you see people that are, like, like getting just destroyed. And I texted you. There was one woman from Pakistan who was wearing, like, capri pants and a, a polo shirt with a collar in a 200-meter in a race. Probably not the same thing. But she, <laughs> she ran, like, I think I could beat her in the, in the 200. Right. I don't know, like, why she gets to well, call herself an Olympian. So, but. so for the listeners who don't, because I had a hard time understanding it, too, that there, there is an Olympic standard that, that you have to hit as an athlete to send people from your country. But if you only have one person who's going to go, you don't have to hit that standard. I think that's how it goes. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't have the, um, if you don't fill the standard, if you don't, if your country doesn't fill the slots that they have available, you can apply as a universality athlete to then go to the Olympics. And I, I just 
This makes me yeah. sound heartless, but I don't, I don't, there's a reason that we don't, yeah. that there's a standard so that yeah. everybody is at the same caliber athlete. Uh, and maybe in a shorter race, it doesn't make that big right. of a difference. But in a race, in the 10K, we had a lot of women also getting lapped and it just, I, I don't think that it should happen. Well, I, I, I agree that, that well, some, of, <laughs> some of that was because they were running way too I, fast. And I agree, I agree with that. <laughs> They're very competent people being lapped. Well, the very competent people, the people who have the Olympic standard, I'm yeah. not. I'm not faulting okay in this that. case, but yeah. when you're when you're two minutes off of the mm-hmm. Olympic standard, yeah. you're you're just not of the same caliber as the other people that are in that race. And this is the to me, this is the same as a seven year old kid lining up at the starting line with people who are going to plow him over in thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I, I guess we we could we're going down a totally we're, different yeah, this path. is a rabbit hole uh-huh. this is a rabbit hole and, 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 and the olympic standard issue but back to the the abby thing mm-hmm. um you know she's a great runner and a good person good person she's a great person no question my only issue is i felt there was a difference between what the women did in the 100 meters and that botched handoff because of they were being impeded versus what she did on the track and Agreed. also, also that there is a difference if you have a botched handoff or you're impeded in a four by one the margin for error is so small there whereas you can fall and win a gold medal in the 10k much like mo farah did so you jump back up immediately and you but, go but let me ask you this just to play devil's advocate what if abby knew and i don't know what if she knew when she fell oh my god i'm injured i have no chance she had even, to have. She had to have heard something when she, that knee she moved. She probably like heard that. the pop. Everybody I know that that uh, tore, tears their ACL, they hear a pop. Mm-hmm. May, she may have known as well when when she hit the ground or when her leg went out. She may have known. I have no chance. And and maybe at this point she's like, I, I'm not going to be able to compete with them. I can't even run. I, I know I just did serious damage, but this is my first Olympics. Let me get this other person up here and let's just finish this and let's. You know, could could also be, or she could have been, you know, uh, doped up on adrenaline, like <laughs> legit, legit dope. Right, not, right, right. Like the stuff your body naturally, because I like I'll say my own personal instance. I was riding a bike. I got hit by a car, uh, and I didn't realize that it, that it hurt until like fifteen thirty minutes later when you calm down. You're making my point for me that her. Well, I'm arguing both been, sides because I, I enjoy arguing with myself. So, yeah. Well, we're not going to come to a consensus, so yeah. I feel like we should also just say really quickly that um, Shelby Houlihan did make the final mm-hmm. of the yeah. 5K, and I, I, she looked amazing. She has a great kick, so I, I'll be curious to see how she does in the final. Yeah. I've become a Hula fan. There you go. <laughs> um, never heard that. Nice one. And what about Kim Connolly not making the final? That shocking. was shocking. The 5K was just riddled with the drama. Yeah. Yeah, that was disappointing. All right. So Tuesday night, probably one of the best races of the Olympics so far, the women's 1500. Mm, mm. Yes. All, all I wrote in my notes, amazing smart race by the U.S. women. Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, we, we've talked about these tactical races and – some of these races, most of these races are tactical, except for the women's 10K again. But this mm-hmm. was super tactical. These women went out in about 76 for the first quarter, which for them is so pedestrian. A, a walk mm-hmm. jog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then nobody, basically, when we say a tactical race, nobody wants to go out fast. Nobody right. wants to take the lead. 
So everybody is running like they're they're running through Central Park, uh, <laughs> probably with me earphones at that on. pace. Yeah, yeah, uh, very pedestrian. Yeah, for I think they did this for for like two laps, right? Yeah, so it was about two, yeah about two laps, uh, maybe a little less than two laps, right? Seven hundred meters. I, I know the last eight hundred meters exactly. For those women were were incredibly fast. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you know. Bronze medalist Jenny Simpson, uh, who ran an awesome race and came from middle of the pack towards the back of the pack, ran a one fifty eight. So her personal best in the eight hundred was only like two flat. That's so incredible. that was an amazing finish. Yeah, so so that's what, incredible. What happened in this race, which was crazy, was that so basically in these tactical races, you you go really slow for for the first half of the race, and then for the third quarter. Things start speeding up, people jockeying for position, there's a little bit of separation, and then when they hit the bell with a lap to go, it's an all-out sprint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was different about this race was that several women decided, we're going in an all-out sprint with with uh, two laps to go. Right. So they literally ran the, the pace that you would go on your last lap when you're just using up all of your energy. They did that with, with two laps to go. And and both American women, uh, Jenny Simpson and Shannon Roberry, did kind of like what you were talking about, Desi earlier. They 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 didn't go with them. I mean, they they went, they picked up their pace, but they they didn't go with this pack. And you think, oh dear, uh, you know, we're out of it, whatever. But then, like with a lap to go, they started. Yeah, it was a more gaining st- on the yeah on the pack. It was a more steady build into the the sprint. Than the, the than the other ones up front, which ended up working out uh, extremely well. I don't know what Roberry's last eight hundred was, but it probably was similar. She finished fourth. I mean, she yeah. was she was right so she behind was right Jenny. Yeah. Too. So we had the third and fourth place finishers. And and keep this in mind for context. Now, Kate Grace, I know you're going to talk about this in a second too. Made the semis in her eight hundred. And her time in the open eight hundred was one fifty nine. Mm-hmm. So Jenny Simpson ran one fifty eight. Yeah. In the final two laps of the 1500. So that is uh, one heck of a way to close out the Olympic final 1500. And if it was a real mile rather than the metric mile, with the real mile being another 100 meters, Jenny Simpson would at least have silver. Mm. Oh, yeah. that was, girl had rigor mortis going yeah, down the uh, the yeah. final 100 we meters. I, I, he almost thought she was going to be able to catch her yeah. even even within the 1500 and meters. And I, I think Jenny made the, that same comment, too. That she um, she's she's really good at conserving her energy and knowing how much she has left and knowing when to kick. And she herself was like, "I wonder if I had started my kick a little earlier, if I could have caught her." Well, it was uh, yeah. I mean, it was incredible. Regardless, bronze medal, first medal in the fifteen hundred ever for a U.S. Uh, yes. women's athlete. So that was really cool. And Jenny and Emma are training partners and good friends, and yeah. now they have matching bronze medals. That's, that's <laughs> incredible. It, yeah. it, it'll be interesting if they both get their medals upgraded at the same time. <laughs> and I uh, also want to uh, thank the listeners making it all about us uh, for tweeting in about the uh, Pace the Nation bump mm-hmm. that Jenny Simpson who, of course, was on the program months and months, way back in February or, or March, I think. Uh, she was briefly on the program. We found mm-hmm. out what her favorite movies were. Mm-hmm. What was her favorite movie? I think it was, um, I don't know, Jimmy, Jerry Maguire. No, or, uh, it was Hoosiers. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Bob, we had Bob on today. 
<laughs> Bob, Bob was a Hoosier. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Different kind of Hoosier. Um, yes, but Joanna, didn't you talk to the scientists about the, the bump in the Olympics? I did. I was going to. I didn't get a chance to. Oh, you've been busy? Yeah, I've been busy. I did want to know because, I mean, she was on the show in February, so. Mm. Yeah. I think that I think that we determined earlier that there's a, a, a decay rate. Yeah, there is. And so, uh, unfortunately, I'm not sure that we can take uh, credit for this. Uh, well. But what we can say is that had she been on the show, she definitely would have a silver medal <laughs> because we could have given her the bump to, that would have given her that. And if you're new to the show, you have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> so go back and yeah, listen. Yeah, go back and listen. <laughs> All right. So the final distance race, unless unless there's a second page of notes here, mm. uh, the final distance race uh, that we've seen so far, even though there's going to be more races before right. this comes out, the mm-hmm. whole space-time continuum, <laughs> right. uh, the men's steeplechase, where uh, Evan Yeager's hairband uh, w- went for another medal. <laughs> Indeed, it did, and was successful. Silver medal for Jaeger. Great, mm-hmm. great race. Um, Joanna, in her uh, predictions, mentioned Jaeger as a. Uh, um, I actually didn't. Oh, uh, I sorry. just talked about uh, girls and she, Matthew. That's right. It was uh, Tara. Tara who mentioned Jaeger. Trip and Trip both mentioned Jaeger. So two out mm-hmm. of the three. Uh, that's right. Two out of three Olympic Nostradamuses. Thank you for that word. You mm-hmm. just let me uh, in on that. That's a good word. Uh, uh, it's predicted, a word. Predicted uh, Evan Yeager. Do you think it's a noun or a pronoun? <laughs> Adjective? Yeah. Yeah, correct. Okay. But yeah, Yeager's race was awesome. I missed that one too because uh, it was in the morning. I can't uh, believe they have these I finals. I thought you texted with us about these races. Y- well, I saw the results on Twitter. And they I, also have replays. I didn't want to be left out. I saw, I, well, I saw the highlight. I, I saw some highlights somewhere. All right, well... As as you, this is like when you don't read the article and then try to talk about it. Right. So, right. So Joanna, I will be quiet. <laughs> Go ahead, Joanna. Uh, tell us about the race. Um, so this was a really exciting race because the most decorated steeplechaser in history, um, Kimboy, was in the race. He runs for mm-hmm. Kenya, um, and he wasn't really the favorite. Uh, the favorite was a, a younger Kenyan that was on the same team as him. Um, but Evan just, I mean, he raced really smart. He, he went out with them and picked the pace up and I mean, he just had a great race and he looked really strong the whole time. Was this another one or did I get Emma and, and Jaeger's race to, confused where there was three people that went out to medal? Three people that went out to medal. Mm-hmm. Was that in Emma's race too? Or did I get, did I just confuse those two? No, I think both races were, okay. went like that. Okay. So very much like Emma Coburn's race with several laps to go Mm -hmm. um the top three performers separated themselves from the field and then it was just who's going to get which place right did you think that uh evan was going to get the bronze or did you think like did you ever think he had that chance to get the silver um i did because coming especially in the last water jump i mean it just well by then yeah by then yeah that's that's like 120 (laughs) meters left that's when he caught the guy way to go go out on a limb yeah (laughs) but i think at that point you like i think you know maybe with like 500 400 meters to go Mm -hmm. i think there was enough separation and the guy in second was kind of pulling away i i don't quite don't don't drill me on the uh uh the details here but I, I just seem to re- think, okay, well, he's, you know, he's got the bronze here. But then he reeled the guy in, and it was like you said on the on well, the water jump, yeah, where where he actually got that silver, I think. 
But I also think that the story about this race is that so Kimboy is he's so fun to watch. Um, he always has some sort of a victory dance, or mm-hmm. and he, he he's just he's a great guy. He's um, an entertainer. Yeah, he's an I, entertainer. I like that guy. And yeah. after the race, he announced his retirement from running, so he's totally done with the sport. Mm-hmm. And then shortly thereafter, the French lodged a complaint against him, yes. and he was disqualified. Yeah, because he stepped out of bounds or something. Very early on in the race, yeah. there was a big pack of them going over the water jump, and they they don't have a a rail; they just oh, have yeah. cones. And the, you can see in the picture when he comes off of the water jump, when he comes out of the water, he takes like one step outside the cone, comes back in. It was very early in the race. It didn't really give him an advantage, and right. the French guy was nowhere near them at the finish. Right, and so so this guy got the bronze, mm-hmm. and then because the French protest, the French guy gets the bronze. Correct. And and the most decorated, fun Kenyan Steve ever. Chaser, yeah. So so actually, Evan didn't really need to push it as hard on on the. Uh, the final because he, he could have because because of the protest yeah exactly but it, isn't it interesting I, th- there's so many protests in in this olympics so many people falling down mm-hmm. um i think we talked about that a little bit earlier but <laughs> but one of the things that i find the most interesting about the olympics right now is that it seems like a lot of people are getting into the next round through protest but they're not really disqualifying that many people. So he's like he's like one of the very few people that's that's disqualified. And there was a woman who did false start at the start of the women's three k, and she wasn't disqualified. I, I had, that's one, in my notes. That's a question for you, the track nerd, resident track nerd, like a, a sprinter in the hundred meters. A false start, automatic disqualification. And I saw a French uh, sprinter that was was disqualified the other day for that. Mm-hmm. At what distance do you have where where it goes from one in DQ to they charge the full start to the field. I think probably anything in blocks, I think it is. If you're in the blocks, then it's a disqualification. It's an automatic disqualification, mm-hmm. I think. Well, let's not look it up. No, let's, <laughs> let's just go with that. And that woman that uh, did false start in the 3K, she also petitioned to get into the final because she fell in the heats. Just wanted to put that fact yeah. out there. That's all. Well, it was a awesome finish for the Americans in the men's steeple. All our Americans made the final and finished in the top eight. Mm-hmm. With uh, Hillary and Don Cabral uh, seventh, and Hillary Bohr seventh, and Don Cabral eighth. So that was pretty awesome. And we do have one more docs. Uh-huh. Finally, the women's eight hundred, which is we're right in the middle of it. Our guest from a couple weeks ago, Kate Grace, I mentioned she ran one fifty nine, and she did move on to the semis, and she'll be mm-hmm. running running tonight. So we'll talk about that next week. Give everybody an update on how she did. It was a, there's seven. Seven rounds, yeah, it was crazy. and and she was first or second round, and and so she didn't get an automatic qualifying. She had to stick around forever <laughs> and just watch yeah. each heat to see like where she she ranks. And I have to say that's another thing that that uh, drives me crazy about NBC is they don't keep updating those standings. Yeah. I'd I'd love to see like when there's that many rounds. All right, who's qualified? What time? Who's going to get bumped out? And all this stuff, and keep updating that. You know, especially in this day and age of of like instant gratification. Yeah, there I, I be. wish. It, so when we produce the show in 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 2020, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll make sure so everybody be on the watch for that. Because I have other ideas too. Picture in picture during the distance race should be yeah. easy enough to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean we're trying to talk about finals, right. but but we also yesterday we had the men's 5K. Um, yes, I think worthy of semifinals. some discussion. Yes, uh, and and the couple of things that were noteworthy in, in the semifinal, Mo Farah falls. 
or, or trips up again, again with with what like uh, two hundred meters to go, two hundred fifty meters to go. Yep. He he kind of moves over and has this weird gait and trips the American Meade, mm-hmm. uh, who falls over and was in a great position to advance to the finals. Top five advance. There's a hundred percent chance he would have advanced based on opinion, based on where they were. Even yeah. if he fell apart, he was in a good position. Yeah. Yeah, and that. I don't know. It's disappointing because if that had not been Mo Farah, I don't know if that person would have be disqualified. Been disqualified. I don't know. That's what I don't yeah. understand. Is like there's a, there's a lot and and Meade yeah. won the protest. They said, "Yep, it wasn't his fault." But that's that's why I don't understand. We talk about Kimboy, yep, being disqualified, but like so many other people not being disqualified causing these 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 falls. And I think it's suspicious that uh, uh, Mo Farah keeps getting um, get, getting involved in these tangles. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I I, uh, I think he has a weird gait. The, the Olympics are rooting for Mo Farah for yeah. whatever reason. The IOC because he's a the star IOC, in Britain. The Olympic the Olympic uh, gods above. I don't know whatever it is. Somehow this guy is. You know, well, but Mead is in the, in, in the final. He he got yeah he yeah. He, he won he, his appeal. Oh, he did win his appeal. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. Okay. Um, but it's, it's so many appeals. I've, I don't recall so many appeals in the past. You know, this is crazy. I, I, I don't understand all the falls. Maybe it's just because everybody runs slow now. Back in Kennedy's day, maybe they didn't run as slow initially. Yeah, they're not running either. honest enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> so Thursday night were the 800-meter rounds for women. Right. The, the semis. The semis, yeah. yeah. And just a, a point for our listeners, I was actually on my way to a Barbra Streisand concert, and I made my friend go into a bar and watch this race with me, and we also had to beg the bartender to put it on. Now, was your friend a track fan? No. She was more of a Streisand fan than a track fan. I don't think okay. she's a Barbra Streisand fan either. It wasn't. I don't know what she got out of that good, night. This is a good friend. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so was it your idea to go see Babs? Uh. <laughs> Isn't that what they call her? That is what they call her. She is a legend. She's amazing. Uh-huh. You can't pass up an opportunity to see Barbara Streisand. And at 74, she's what? still amazing. But we're not here to talk about right. her. We're here but to I talk was going to say, uh, you said you can't pass up that opportunity, but Farley and I both did. But anyway, <laughs> well, we could. Moving yeah. moving back onto the track. Um, so the women's eight, you, that's the race you watched? Yeah. Well, the men's rounds were that night as well. Um, and they were first and then the women's 800 rounds. Um, and they, they it was... It was tricky to see who was going to get into the to the final. Kate Grace was in the first heat. Yeah, she she ran early and then had to wait again. Yeah, she had to wait like half an hour to find out if she advanced two days earlier. Mm-hmm. And then this one, she still had to wait until everybody was done as well to find out. And how did she find out? She they were interviewing her on air, and the guy said, "Kate, uh, how does it feel to make it to the final?" She's like, "I made it to the final." <laughs> That is pretty cool for the viewers. And she was the last spot in the final as well. Right, so eight she, of eight. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Both times she 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 didn't get qual- automatic qualifying times. Both times she got uh, she got through on got time. time. And I think she PR'd every time mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, Making the her. Olympic final. That's it's unbelievable. She was one of the top eight women in the world. Unbelievable. And it is. It's such a difficult event to make the final in two and anything where there's only like eight lanes so you're really whittling it down to a really right. small field it's very difficult so then friday night we had the women's 5000 meter final mm, okay the storyline going into this was the crash that we already covered right which we actually covered a week ago mm-hmm. uh, but for the listener that was about 10 minutes ago 
Right, right, true. Uh, so forgive us if we're not really current on what we just said 10 minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. The whole time continuum mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. It's difficult to remember everything. So as predicted, uh, the winner did set an Olympic record. Yes, 1426 for Vivian. Good luck. <laughs> Chariot. Let's just go with Chariot. Okay. Uh, yeah, from Kenya. She's the first yeah. first Kenyan woman to win the 5K. That surprises me. It's very surprising. Yeah. And and a Kenyan also got uh, the silver, and an Ethiopian got the bronze, and Hulahan ran great. She, she did, did run, run she great. Did, she, she ran really well. Uh, an impressive effort. I think she ran 1506. So an impressive effort. And I, I don't know if that's a personal best for her, but it's got to be up there. You know her Twitter is Shelly Houlihan eight hundred. So yes, so I, like, I saw that it was like a different event. So yeah. I think she needs to change it to five thousand. <laughs> and you can, yeah, ridiculous. you can change her Twitter name. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of ridiculous that uh, yeah she maybe she's she got not a, an eight hundred meter runner anymore. Maybe she got a bunch of cards printed up, business cards. <laughs> business and doesn't want to have to pay for that. Yeah, I think if you make the Olympic final and run well in the Olympic final, the, 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 there's it's not that. Her, it's not that expensive. Whoever's right? sponsoring her should do it. Yeah, probably the, the the IOC should pay for that for the new business cards for her. Yes, fifteen oh eight was her time, so it is time for her mm-hmm. new business cards. That's a solid time in the Olympic final. Do you think her her Twitter handle should be Hulahan fifteen oh eight or Hulahan five thousand? <laughs> I think five thousand because <laughs> you know she could break that uh-huh. and it would be awkward to have to change. Don't you just it for change your Twitter time? handle every time you PR? I don't have a problem if you change your Twitter handle. I have a problem with eggs. I'm really, <laughs> I'm, I'm really big on the eggs and not having eggs. So if she wants to change it over and over again, yeah, that's CT fine. McGee. McGee, yeah. All right. Well, that I mean that that was the uh, the women's five k final. Any other storylines there? No, I think that covers everything. All right. Well, then following that race, we had the women's four by one relay, mm. um, which we did not talk about. The American women ran. A that's right semifinal against themselves to try to get into the top eight and push China out because they were tripped and they, they were interfered regu- with or yeah. they were interfered with in the regularly scheduled semifinal where they had eight teams running you know the four by one and then the team from Brazil it, I, we honestly just talked about this five minutes oh, ago we did oh, yeah. okay okay all right sorry. <laughs> Right. As far so, as the sh- as far as the listeners are concerned, it's been a week. Okay, so yeah, they ran the as you said they ran the the yeah, and the, then they heat by themselves, and I think they had the best time of the night. Uh, yeah, I think they had the best lane, and then um, in the final, the only thing I'll say about the final is that the American women rocked it. Yeah, and uh, won the gold uh, convincingly. Mm-hmm. I feel like they didn't do anything like cool when they came out of the tunnel, though. Exactly. Was the, that what you were going to say? Uh, well, we're going to go on to... I don't want to talk about the men's 4x1. I want to talk about the, the shenanigans before the men's 4x1, where I don't... I, I, have they been doing this all week or whatever? But I, like watching the broadcast, and they announce the teams, they come out, and there's a camera there, and some people were like walking by it. Right. But then the Jamaicans walked by, and they all posed, 
Uh, the Canadians all came out and they all zipped up their their they stopped choreographed choreographed sure. zip yeah. up their uniform and I was like what is going on and then the Japanese guys come out <laughs> and they like they they like pretend like they're pulling a sword from a from a, a sheath yeah or a, uh, I don't know if sheath's the right word it is it that's is. why yeah. we're shocked yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and I was just like what I'm so this, I wanted all three of them to drop the baton. It was <laughs> so stupid. And those were your three medal winners. Yes. The ones with choreographed. Uh, entertaining. You weren't entertained. No. Like, uh, focus on the race. Yeah. Do, do, those antics are for afterwards. That's like, true. you don't showboat before the race. Especially but maybe that Olympic helped final. them get in the zone. It did help them because the Americans came out. And I forget exactly what I said. But they, they came out and they looked... Uh, disorganized and and not on the same page exactly how they ran <laughs> yeah and so i think when you have some sort of choreographed move it it promotes team unity and bonding and then you're you're focused on your teammates and ready for the race well, one of our friends said that uh the u.s problem was that they were wearing too much gold chains <laughs> <laughs> were they i didn't notice that. yeah there's a lot of gold chains really? it's ridiculous yeah trayvon Brumel doesn't seem like a gold chain guy and I tell you, uh, but maybe Tyson, the rest of them were. Tyson Gay looked like Mr. T. <laughs> I was like, Mr. T is running our third leg. A little thinner, but yeah. Yeah, well. I agree. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was like a gnarly beard he was sporting there. Anyway, I mean, enough about that, but except that the men were pretty disappointing. Yeah. They, they were disqualified, and I don't think that they deserve to be disqualified. I thought that was kind of... Uh, I never real. I never really figured out what they were disqualified for. They said they exchanged the baton before they uh, got into the exchange right. zone. That's right. But the, so the American men actually finished third, so they got the bronze, and they were doing their victory lap. Right. Uh, and they were, I believe, on the last straightaway of their victory lap, and then it posted that they were disqualified and then they had them on tv and they interviewed them and and was, uh, they was... showed them the, the 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 replay video and they were so, the guys were so mad you know yeah that that was definitely deflating and i didn't realize at the time tyson gay had never won a medal that was he's first... never medaled wow. yeah Ugh. mr t Ty, or tyson gay now i will know. say it's very unpatriotic but i'm okay that tyson gay has never yeah. won a medal i know he's, i felt bad he's for a doper moment, dude yeah i know Shame on us for having a a, a convicted drug cheat on the relay team. True. Two of them. (laughs) It's kind of sad, though, that he couldn't win a medal even with doping. I think he had one taken away. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or I think he had multiple medals taken away. Yeah. Man, I really don't follow sprinting. (laughs) You really don't. I I have no idea what goes on. So... That put kind of a damper on the night, although that there was, I would say, so many text messages based on that 4 by one uh, even though it was a complete mockery of the sport, mm-hmm. uh, yep. it was entertaining. So to go back to our other podcast, which releases later, where we were talking about <laughs> how to make track and field more entertaining. Right. I think whatever they did for the 4 by one disqualify people, have somebody that looks like he was in the A-team, uh, lots of gold... Uh, choreographed things. Maybe this is the answer. I agree. That's that's a good. Make it scandalous. It's, I agree. It's the wrong answer, but maybe it's the answer. It would make it more exciting, at least more notable. <sighs> so then we go to bed. Friday night, we wake up and we have to wait all day long for the race we've been looking forward to. Yep. 
8 p.m., the broadcast starts, and not like normal sports where you turn on the broadcast and you have to wait for a 30-minute pregame no. show. You turn on the broadcast, and literally they're ready to fire it the was, gun for the men's, the men's 1,500-meter final featuring Matthew Centrowitz Jr., uh, who used to like this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I actually I'm glad you mentioned how abruptly that race started. Like I thought there might be some sort of story beforehand. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew he had a, a good chance to medal. I mean, to win the thing, you know, no one really would have bet on that. But I thought they'd have some background, you know, some stuff on Matthew and his dad, some sort of storyline. To tell the American public mm-hmm. before he gets out there. And, Why are we rooting run. for this right. kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he had a shot. And that was disappointing to me that they didn't have that. Because like you said, 8 o'clock, abruptly, bam, they shoot the gun and he's mm-hmm. off. He's off on his first lap of 70 uh, seconds. Yeah. <laughs> or however yeah. else. Almost running as slow as the women. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, was, it was ridiculously slow that turned to ridiculous fast. But, yeah, it was it was. Very abrupt. So, so here they go. They, they fire the gun. Matthew puts himself in a great position and then slows down and, and they just – everybody's just – nobody wants to take the lead, right? right. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, we, there's actually two Americans in the race. Yep. So they got Ben Blankenship and Matthew Sensuitz. Right. At one point in the race, I think around – see, this is why we should watch the race uh, more, more recently. But they – they both took the lead, or, or Ben Blankenship pulled up next to Centrowitz. But it was right when the second Kenyan was tripped. And then NBC, right. like they're about to make this move and pick up the pace. And NBC, in their wisdom, shows six replays of this guy so falling. Frustrating. I was like, what's happening in the race? I don't care about right. this. NBC, seriously, picture in picture. Please, right. picture in picture. It was so crazy that they pulled away from a live race, three minute and forty second race. Yeah, and you're right; it was about fifteen seconds where they're watching this. Uh, meanwhile, the race is starting to really unfold. This is when the race was beginning. <laughs> it was right when the race was beginning. That's why the guy fell was because the race was beginning. <laughs> yep. So the, <sighs> the, the, the the and and for me, and I'm sure you guys were the same way. My nerves were. At their end. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I know. couldn't take I know. it. It wasn't yeah. like I was casually watching no. this race. We were invested. Yeah. We <laughs> well, were... that's also why I watched the track feed, because in the track feed, as opposed to the nightly ah. coverage, they didn't yeah. do a replay. It was just the race. But do they have the announcers? No announcers, which is also preferable for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like Tom Hammond. I mean, I, I don't know if he's... I feel bad that we're going to replace him in the next Olympics. <laughs> I don't know if he's, you know, the most knowledgeable guy on track and feed. I mean, he's, he, he knows Matthew Sensuitz, though. So. Okay. So, yes, that was frustrating. I agree mm-hmm. with you, Docs. So then we get back to, to the live race. The, p- the pace is picked up. Two laps to go. They're, they're running really well. Matthew's still in, in the, the pole position. People are kind of jockeying. And then going into maybe 450 meters left uh, was a guy from Djibouti. Kam Djibouti? Sol- Solomon. Yeah, Djibouti. From, from Kam Djibouti? <laughs> um, he... he Pulls in front of Matthew, and it, for a second it looks like that he's boxing Matthew in. Matthew just puts his hand over him, pushes him out of the way, and 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 takes back the pole position. Great move. Great move. Otherwise, he was about to be boxed in and slowed down. Gutsy move. Yeah. 
I mean, if you can see him sort of tightrope the inside lane there, you know, they, they've got the, the railing there, and, mm-hmm. and he is really tight on that railing. And when he makes that move, he very easily could have stepped on the inside rail. But he's a down. professional. Shades of Robbie Andrews. I know. Who, I know. who qualified for the finals but then was disqualified for taking two steps in the infield. If you watch that race again, agreed, uh-huh. yeah. If you watch that race again, the strength it takes for him to balance himself, move through right by Solomon is is pretty impressive. And according to his dad, he gets beat up by his little sister <laughs> all the time. So Yeah, that's true. So that also means Marissa can beat up uh the guy from Cam Djibouti. Yeah. Um the Cam Djibouti thing is so inside it's ridiculous. <laughs> well I'm saying this for C T McGee. He asked for more more uh, so inside, inside jokes. I know. So then they're going in the last lap and Kiprop, who's who's actually the favorite from Kenya, he is uh, making a move, right? And he is flying down the back stretch. Yep, goes from wherever he is in the back of the pack up to pull even with Matthew. And when he when he pulled even with that, what what was going through your all's mind? I said, "Well, this is what what happened. This is how the race is going to go. He's going to take the lead and he's going to win because he's Kip the Rob. favorite." Kip Rob. I yeah. had the opposite reaction. Really? Yeah. I was like, no, this is your time, Matthew. Wow. You are not going to let this happen. <laughs> well, you work too hard for this. You called it. Uh, so I, I was just surprised. And I, I kept telling you, I was watching this with Julie and my mom. I just don't understand how these guys, Kip Rob, such a great time trialer, such a great 1500 meter runner, has a better personal best than Matthew. How these guys can't put themselves in it and race and then pull out the win. I, I don't understand. Because they need a rabbit. The, is he's, if he's the class of the field, why should, why should Matthew be better when they're, when they're in equal position? Uh, like, why, are the, why is Matthew better? Because I, I, Matthew is amazing tactically. No question. Yes. I, I agree. But at that point of the race, they but both it, were – at the same, uh, right. running the same pace and, and probably had used the same amount of effort. I, I don't guess. think so. You don't think so? Okay. No, because, well, because going into this last lap, Kiprop just wanted to sprint around on the last okay. lap and just, just destroy everybody. Blow everybody out. Go like from he the back. does, yeah. Right. And he exerted a lot of energy. Right, to get just, to the front. Just to get okay. from the back to that the front. That makes sense. You're like, right. he, he didn't respond when they picked up the pace. So he didn't set, like, what you want to do in that race is you want to be the person who makes the move. Right. And and Matthew always puts himself in a good position so that when somebody makes that move, he can quickly shift gears and, and still respond. be in the race. Yeah. Kiprop, when they made the move, he was way behind, and so then he had to exert even more energy on that particular lap uh, or at that particular place to put himself up into okay. that position that Matthew had, Matthew was working the whole race to be in. No, that, makes, that, that does make sense. Um so he's just he exerted more 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 energy to get there where Matthew had been kind of settled in that spot for the entire race. All right, but I was not as confident as Joanna. I was worried. <laughs> yeah, I was when, not confident because he looked when when he got there with like 250 meters to go or on that back stretch when Kiprop got pulled up even with with Matthew. Yep, I felt like. You know, so Matthew's in the lead the, the, with 200 meters to go. Matthew's in the lead. Kiprop had just made this move. He looked so good to get to that point in the field, and he's 
pulls up on Matthew's shoulder, I thought he might like keep going. You know, I agree. I, so yeah, so you and I were on the same yeah. wa- wavelength there. And so then, uh, on top of that, to go back to what you were saying, Farley, this is one of the things that that makes no sense to me in track and field. When you look at everybody's PRs and what they're able to right. do, uh, then they get into a a championship race like this, and you think a guy like Kiprop did not medal in this race. Spoiler. I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler for everybody. Yeah. But if he had gone out, like you said, if he had made it as fast as possible, he would have eliminated half the field. Right. And maybe he wouldn't have won because he would have exerted so much energy. But he he probably would probably have gotten would have a medal. medal. I agree. And I and I'll say like like uh talking about Julie's five K in London, right. There was uh maybe five or six women who were thirty seconds faster than everybody else. Maybe. I d I don't know. That's like, about right. Um, and they made it a fast race, and they eliminated half the people in the final yep. by pretty going early. out pretty yep. early in the race by by making it a very honest, fast race. And that's what I just don't – I still don't understand. That's where we need Bob Kennedy and his infinite wisdom to be able to – that's why he needs to be on the broadcast, broadcast mm-hmm. with us because I don't understand why Kiprop doesn't because, do that. Because if you, if you take it out like that, if you lead the field – it's it's more work to run fast from the front. And if you do that, everybody else who is of that level will sit on your shoulder, yeah. let you do the work, and then toast you in the last lap. Right. And so nobody wants to nobody wants to set that pace early, but in a in a diamond league meet, they will have a rabbit. So they have somebody else doing the work for the first 400, a different person does the next lap and a different person does the third lap. And then they race for just that last lap, which is all you're doing in this championship race. You don't have the rabbits, but I think that's an interesting thing. Like, like if, if you say, okay, well teammates, Ben Blankenship, uh, you're not going to medal, which they don't do this, but you think like, Hey, why don't you go pace Matt Matthew? That's what actually I was wondering was like when he pulled up even with Matthew, I was like, ooh, is, is, is this something where he's either going to – and I think in the men's 5K, they did the same thing where, where a British guy pulled up even with uh, Mo, mm-hmm. which, which kind of protected his flank. He was a good wingman. You right. Know? Uh, so I think if the countries race together, but they still race individually. So they're not racing as, as teammates in, in, uh, in, the, in Olympics. the Olympics. Yeah. Well, I think that's the answer to your question. No, I, I, I think that, that, that makes sense. Um, we're getting really off topic before right. we even finish the race here. Yeah, I know. Um, what does that mean? Just We're spending a lot of time on this. You, you're bored with us? Are Guys we, are we, so we, boring. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds familiar. But I also think that Matthew is prepared. He thinks about the different scenarios in the race, and he's prepared his reactions for right. however the race yeah. goes, where I don't think that somebody like Kiprop sits down and things like if the race goes this way, this is how I'm going to react. If the race goes this this way, how, this is how I'm going to react. It, it, Matthew's racing instincts it, it is amazing. It's so fun to watch him race because, like he he's 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 actually doing something on the track. Like it's they're not just out there running as fast as they can. He's mm-hmm. he's actually got a strategy to to what he's doing. And you're right. He said afterwards that they had different scenarios. If if this happens, if this happens, similar to what Bob was telling us in his 5K. Uh, they were like, if it's a fast pace, go with two. If it's slow, go with four. Mm-hmm. Like when when they would react and having a game plan. So there's strategy to it. So anyway, we were we were worried that Kiprop. Two of us were worried that <laughs> Kiprop was uh, might take him, but Matthew held him off. They went into the final curve, 
And really, I mean, they're going all out here. And and they're running down the straightaway. I did get a little worried when McCluffy started to yeah. pull even. I was mm-hmm. a little worried then, but I was like, no, nope, it's like too late now. Like, it's just going to happen. McCluffy being the the uh, defending gold medalist Correct. Uh, who um, destroyed the field in London. Uh, I have to say, at this point, I was like, in in that last like when Kiprop didn't pass Matthew mm-hmm. at that point maybe you and I cosmically switched uh, <laughs> uh, feelings because when he didn't go by him yeah then I started thinking he might do it yeah <laughs> he he might do it oh my gosh he might do it and then I was just like going down the final straightaway I was like just kind of like like go yes he I think he's gonna do it go oh my gosh I can't believe he's gonna do it go uh, like this is this is because like with yeah. every step it looked more and more like he actually was gonna get a gold medal you know it might have been better if we'd actually set up um, audio recordings of ourselves watching their yeah, original race instead of trying to reenact it now <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw the Matthews friends yeah. uh, they they went nuts and then the kid in the in the room put her hand over her ears yeah clearly wasn't as excited yeah she had no idea um but then he does it. Well, he wins in a time of 3.50, which is a amazing time for most of us, but is a time that a lot of college uh, athletes can run. Yeah, it's, a, it's slow for a championship slow race. Slow for a championship race. But what was interesting to me was that the top 12 were, were all between a second and a half, just about. So all, all 12 top runners were 350 to 351.73. Well, because they stayed so close for yeah. so much of the so, race. So, like we said, it's anybody's race when they, they make it so slow. The only guy who was was beyond that or, or in last was the guy who fell down from Kenya who ended up in 356. When I was su- I was surprised that the uh, KM Djibouti guy wasn't disqualified because he clearly tripped and clipped the Kenyan. Yeah. I, I was surprised that that uh, that he didn't get disqualified, especially with over the last day, how many the last twenty four hours of track and field, where we were saying earlier in the broadcast, I can't believe there's not any disqualifications, and then the last twenty four hours of track and field, they tried to make up for that and disqualify everybody Every possible. Right. Um, in, the, in the final, though, I don't know what they do if they if would they disqualify him and then he should have been disqualified. It. They don't rerun it though, so no, they don't. But like. Uh, look at the the Kenboy. Kenboy yeah. was disqualified. Which did we talk about that he unretired? Uh, I don't know that we did actually. That's an update. That's yeah. a that's a breaking news update in the middle of this recording, <laughs> right. because he was so he was like, all right, I unretire. I will beat the French in he, London next year so at the World Championship. I love him. I think he's great. <laughs> yeah, great great reaction. So that's the steeplechase runner. So Matthews has our first gold medal. Uh, for pace the nation. So that was one of yeah. my favorite tweets. Uh, was was Doc saying? Uh, there's. I think another, I said another gold. Another medal. gold medal for yeah. pace the nation. Uh, uh, guest. So yeah. First of many. I'm well, you sure. got one in the world championships as well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and we got a gold medal for podcasting. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so. Do we even care about anything else at this point? I guess we'll just finish this up. We might as well just so finish it So the 5K, uh, yeah. I mean, men's, the five, men's, men's 5K. 5K was... Directly after that race. Right, right after that. And there, there, was, a lot, there was a lot going on in that race, too. It was, it was a good race. Joanna didn't like it. But it was a good <laughs> race to watch. And I, honestly, for me, it was very therapeutic. 
Because why, why do you say that? Because I was so emotionally invested in the fifteen hundred. It was nice to watch a long fourteen and a half minute track race mm-hmm. that was fun to watch. That helped me bring me down from this. Uh, oh my this gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. my gosh! Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It was a it was a it was a fun race to watch. I didn't even know the guy who ended up in second place for the U.S. Um, Runs for the U.S. Army. Chalamo. Chalamo. You know, I didn't even know that that guy before the Olympic trials, and then he ends up winning a silver medal for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then loses it, and then, then loses it, but then, and then, then gets it back. back. Yeah. yeah. So, so in the in the men's five k, uh, they disqualified the second place, the third place, and the fourth place guy, and the fifth place guy got the silver. Like at some point, and then an American Bernard Lagat got sixth place. Uh, were finished six, and they gave him the bronze medal. And then afterwards, they asked him, they're like, hey, congratulations on the bronze medal. And he's like, do you really think I deserve the bronze medal in that race? I will give it back. That, I, I didn't deserve said? it. Yes. That's really cool. Awesome. Very classy. Yeah. Not He wasn't like, yay, I did it, you know, right. like mm-hmm. like the French guy um, in, in the uh, steeplechase. Uh, he was basically like, I don't deserve this medal, not today. And wow. quite frankly... 40 years old, 41 years old. 41, yeah. yeah. 41 years old, finishing six in the in fifth. the 5K. Fifth. Set a, set a master's record. 1306. Ridiculous. Finished finish fifth. Ridiculous. Um, but uh, then then the uh, so so then they're doing their victory lap, and the American who finished silver. We have to go to Joanna for the pronunciation. Chalemo. Chalemo. He is told on air, "Hey, <laughs> did you know you were disqualified?" By Lewis Johnson. By Lewis Johnson. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were upset about that. How'd you guys feel about that? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that Lewis Johnson probably knew what he was doing. Uh, so I don't call him unprofessional. No, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying I don't think he knew that he was actually breaking, breaking him, the, news. the news to him. Yeah. So people were killing Lewis Johnson. They were on Twitter, and how dare he break mm-hmm. that sort of. Uh, traumatic news to Chalimo, but I just don't think he knew but that, I, that he didn't know, so I didn't have a problem with it. I, I mean, I'm not a journalist, so I don't really know how these conversations go. What do you mean you're not a journalist? You're on like the gold medal winning podcast. Yeah. But I think that like the conversation should have been like, you know, Lewis Johnson calls him over, like, we're going to do a quick Q&A with you. He's like, I'm going to talk about this, just to give him like a heads up that we're going to talk about the DQ, and then it could have been really easy to like avoid this awkwardness right. on t- on camera of being the person to break it to him. Right. Unless he was doing it on purpose for I don't think it was like ratings. a got you thing. I don't, I don't think so. This is, this is what I'm going to say. We do live podcasts sometimes. Live entertainment is very hard, folks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can't always make the, the, the best decisions at the time. You know, sometimes you make some mistakes. You don't have the freedom of Doc spending his entire Saturday <laughs> editing out the problems. That's right? fair. Putting the makeup on the right. pig here. Right. Um, but I also think, like, if I got disqualified, I kind of would like to know that way because they also have a TV monitor there and he got to, like, look right right away and see, you know, see what it is uh, so that when they go to uh, protest as well, you know. I felt really bad for him, and mm-hmm. and I also think they robbed him, even though they they did right and gave it back. Yeah, I think they 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 did take the wind out of the sails a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, where whereas he probably uh, you know didn't celebrate as much as you know there was a little bit of a deflation, mm-hmm. no which doubt. was unfortunate. 
No doubt. But everything was made right. He was mm-hmm. reinstated after an appeal. Mm-hmm. Who knows how those appeal things work? But I think... I do. I researched them. It, I think it ended up the way it should be with Chilimo in second place. Can you believe? And and so he, we get a silver medal now. What the U.S. distance team is is a uh, juggernaut, right? And also notable in that race, uh, I wanted to mention David Torrance of Peru was fifteenth. Uh, also made the finals. And David Torrance, as far as I knew, was American. But apparently he's got some sort of connection to Peru and ran for Peru. Kind of like uh, the girl who has a bun. Alexi Pappas. Oh, yeah. She yeah. ran for Greece, Greece, dude. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know that was a thing. But. Well, and uh, Aisha Prout runs for Jamaica. Okay. I, I just didn't know. I, I feel like Torrance has competed in the U.S. trials before. You can. Right? It's not like soccer where, where you're oh, okay. cap tied. Bernard Lagat won gold medals for Kenya. That's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm being schooled here. Uh, that, this is why live radio is so hard. Because <laughs> I I say things and I'm like, yeah, you're uh, right. I thought I was making a profound point. Yeah, but but different from live ra- radio uh, or the same. I'm not going to take this out. <laughs> uh, nor should you. I am self-deprecating. If there's one thing uh, I am, it's self-deprecating, and that's fine. And if there's two things, you're a long shorts guy. <laughs> I am. I am. All right, so the rest of the night, what happened? Uh, what, what were the final events on that Saturday night? Uh, the four by fours. American dominance, right? Yeah. Yeah. American dominance. The one note I'd say from that, impressive that Allison Felix, who we all love, runs the four by one and four by four. Yeah. That's, that's a range. hard double. That's some range. Yeah. Impressive. Uh, then, of course, on Sunday morning, Galen Rupp. Oh, yeah. Um, Marathon bronze medalist. Wow, we just skip right yeah. to the end. Well, I mean, we you know, we 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 do we want to do? You want to wrap two, this thing up? Do we want to do two and a half hours of of of? Uh, I've already killed Galen Rupp on this podcast, this exact podcast earlier in the in the ten k, and then he goes out and gets a bronze medal. <laughs> well, I think that for me. I look at that and I'm thinking, why did he even run the 10K? Because it felt like he had a chance for the silver. No one was going to beat that guy for the gold. Well, but we answered, we got that question answered because of Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Yeah, that actually, that's true. That was, now that that I did want to talk about. That yeah. actually was my favorite Galen Rupp moment of all time. Yeah. <laughs> that's the bar is kind of low. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the. <laughs> The the Happy Gilmore I didn't know the reference because I'm not sure I've seen the movie but uh, what it 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 seemed like a I don't funny, know why I'm so surprised we we have the like, list of the six yeah, five movies yeah, that he's I've seen. seen but that was a funny 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 comment I remember texting you guys thinking or saying that, oh, that actually makes me like that guy what was the what was the quote so in the movie Happy Gilmore Adam Sandler's character really wants to be a hockey player. Mm-hmm. But he becomes a golf player kind of by happenstance, Got and he, he fights it, but he's a really good golfer, actually. So Galen Rupp likened this to him on the track versus the marathon, where he wants to be a track runner, but he is probably stronger in the marathon. There it is. Okay. I like the analogy. It's a good analogy. <laughs> That's well props, props to Galen Rupp. And for him to pull that uh, with Lewis Johnson on the spot, impressive. Well done. <laughs> yeah. And the other Galen Rupp thing that he did in this was uh, not at, at each um, water stop. He was also changing his hats. Yes. And yeah. there was a question, why is he changing his hat? I believe because the hat was full of ice. 
I, I agree. But at one point in time, I saw him like struggle to put on the hat, and nothing came out of it. No, I think the ice is they like lined in. in. Oh, yeah. lined in the hats. Yeah. Well, so Docs, if you're not going to be running New York, are you <laughs> going to be said, at yeah. mile markers <laughs> to give me a new hat? Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I think I promised that, didn't I? Or maybe you could wear the hat, and that would get you through the the New York Marathon. Well, I'd have to wear a sock because it's an issue with my calf. Oh, that's right. All right. Well, congratulations to uh, American yeah. Galen Rupp, another medal for the Americans. And I think that we should also talk about Jared Ward for a second. Oh, yeah. Because I was watching, again, the track feed, and there were commentators for the men's marathon, um, and they only talked about Galen Rupp and the Africans in the race. But mm-hmm. Jared Ward had a great yeah, race. And awesome. I feel like nobody is talking about that. And, and we should be talking about that. And to do justice to Galen Rupp, who was ignored for two and a half hours on NBC, <laughs> we are going to talk for two and a half hours. Yes. The next two and a half hours about uh, Jared Ward. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Mab's push-ups at the end. Yeah. I do oh, want to talk about Mab. and Mab's push-ups. Yeah. yeah, all the American guys had yeah. uh, interesting days. Yeah. They had good days. So it, it was really unfortunate. Meb has always been a, a big fan favorite. He's a great guy. Yeah, uh, it just wasn't his day. Uh, everybody has, you know, can can relate to that. He he fell off the pack. Uh, he didn't feel good. He didn't have a good run. He didn't have a good race. Right. Um, and then when he got to the finish line. Uh, just as he was finishing, he slipped on the finish mat and fell over. It was like it was a banana peel on the finish line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah. believe it. And what is what is one of the most likable guys in track and field do when he, when he falls on his face? He plays it off by plays doing off. a bunch of push-ups. <laughs> it was awesome. As if he had fallen down on, on purpose because he did, needed to get his push-ups in. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Brilliant. It was genius. Love the guy. Yeah. That was so great. so so even on a bad day running, Meb had a great day. Yes. Jared had a great day running. Top ten. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, was he six or seven? Six. six. Right. So as, as Farley likes to say, we oh. had two Americans in the top six. <laughs> I do like to say that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. uh bronze medalist uh Galen Rupp. Yeah, so to to go with a, his silver medal a good that day, he got in two thousand twelve. A good day for the uh for the American marathoners. Yeah. So how about that, guys? The that that was the end of the Olympics for us, because nobody watches the closing ceremonies. No, no I didn't watch them. I didn't either. <laughs> I just guessed. But did you guys? Do you guys miss the Olympics? Um. Well, <sighs> I I miss them because I miss the excitement of it. But I am happy to be going to bed at normal hours again. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to get my life back. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Although yeah, then I looked true. at my life and I was like, "What are the Olympics?" <laughs> <laughs> Four more years, <laughs> Tokyo. Yeah, well, in Tokyo we'll be there. That's definitely true. Yeah, if it's there's easy anything to commit right now, if there's anything out. that I can set my watch to, it's that we will be going to Tokyo. <laughs> Tokyo. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you to our listeners for going down this Indulging journey. Indulging us, yes, with it's us. TBT. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I bet you this gets the most downloads ever after it's all said and done. No question. Okay. That's the Olympics.
I like when I'm listening to the show and there's like the music between like our intro and then the guest. Because uh-huh. I always feel like it's um, yeah. like when you go to see a play and they have yeah. like the music playing while they're changing the scene. Like in my yeah. head, I'm always like, oh, there's like a scene change. Yeah, it is good. But I know the truth. Yeah. 